Hey, my name's Dana Lea. And I'm Tiffany Alice. And you're listening to Girl Meets Girl Podcast. Hi guys, we're back. As you all know, we took a breather last week, but we are back. They're probably wondering what we've been up to. Shall we fill them in a bit? Yeah, so, wait, by the time this episode comes out, it'd be like next week, won't it? So, for you guys, two weeks ago was my birthday, so I just spent it with my family the day before my birthday, and then the day of my birthday, Dana organised like a day for me, we went golfing, which was so fun, how did you, it was actually Dana's first time golfing. Yeah, it was like mini golf. Mini golf, yeah. Yeah, it was super cute, I just thought, let me just do something that I've never done before, and obviously doing it with you gonna remember it forever now <laughs> yeah but yeah that was, was cute fun. and then what did we do after we went to dinner mm-hmm. and then we went to a hotel and we yeah. enjoyed the spa in the hotel that was my first time going to a spa too Which was <laughs> tiffany so was just funny. guiding me through the process i felt like it was your birthday <laughs> No, it was but so yeah, funny. Like, Dad has never been in a steam room and a sauna, a sauna as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but I know you really wanted to like just relax. Yeah, so. it's just so good for your skin and it's just so relaxing. So yeah, that was the first time that we went to. Well, that's the first time Dana went to like a sauna and a steam room and she like couldn't breathe. It was so <laughs> funny, but yeah, it was really fun. I had a good birthday. I just wanted to do a chill one this year because I feel like next year I'm 25. That's something that I want to do a bit bigger. Mm. Um, definitely want to go to like the US from, for that birthday or Mexico or something like that. So yes. I just thought this year would be chill. But yeah, I'm 24 now. That's an update. Amazing. So so yeah, just getting into this episode, as you guys have probably gathered by the title, we will be speaking about religion, which we haven't spoken about yet on the podcast. Have yeah, we? we haven't. I guess the best place to start is just talking about our upbringing in terms of religion. What was your experience growing up? all things Jesus Christ or not Jesus Christ, (laughs) whatever you believe in. So for me, I grew up with, first of all, two divorced parents. And there's a reason I'm mentioning this, but two divorced parents and um, my dad was Muslim and and he still is. And my mom, she was raised like Catholic, but she never really like enforced any sort of religion on me. Like she's very, I'd say more on the spiritual side of things and she's not strict at all. Um, so for me, every time I'd go to my dad's house, which was the weekends growing up, I would kind of like, you know, get involved with all the Islamic traditions that he would do, such as praying, whatever, whether it's Eid, Ramadan, um, all of that stuff. Because I had that from my dad, um, consistently as a child, every time I'd see him, I'd take it back with me to my mum's house and like, I'd try to do things that he'd teach me to do but my mom would be like no so for example like eating pork Mm. that's something that you can't do as a Muslim so like I'd go back to my mom's house and my mom would try and give me pork and I'd be like no I'm not eating it and then there would be a lot of conflicts with that and yeah growing up I always thought yeah I'm Muslim because that's all I knew but as I got older that's when I started to realize the religion didn't really resonate with me I guess um and then I went to a Catholic school all girls school and I guess that was like my first proper introductory to like Christianity. Um, I remember just before actually going to secondary school, tell a lie, I did start going to church with my mum because my mum had some close friends that were really religious. 
and I was just adamant on going because I was I it's something I had never done I've never I had never been to church and I really really enjoyed my experience like I think <clears throat> I think because I wasn't forced to and it was just new for me like I found it really interesting it's not something I continued doing but that was my first insight into like another religion if that makes sense mm. so what about you how what was your upbringing like um for me I guess like my mom has always been has always believed in God in the terms of like I'd more say Christianity but growing up we were kind of raised in the Catholic church because the Essex the Essex the area that we lived in which was Essex um there wasn't many like black Christian churches so the closest thing to that was I guess a Catholic church so that's why I was raised in it I had my holy communion baptized all that stuff and I also went, like, same as you, to an all-girls Catholic school as well. So during that, assemblies and stuff, we'd pray and all that stuff. But, I mean, for myself, I just kind of did what my mom told me to do. I never really felt a connection, per se, to it. But one thing was that wherever my mom would go, even when we lived in Canada and when I was a baby, and she's been to many different churches, but all the different churches she, she kind of raised us in, there'd always be, like, elders saying to my mom that whole, oh, like... Tiffany, me, is like a star or like this this has a light. Like they would always say that, you know, like sometimes they ordain people and they're like, oh, this person has this gift, this person has this gift. So that's kind of something that resonated with me when I was young because I always did feel a bit different and I always did feel like I didn't belong on this earth. So the fact that like strangers who didn't even know my mom and my mom has like, I come from a family of seven siblings, so I'm not the only one. Um, they'd always specifically pick me out and say that I had a light or whatever. So that was kind of my interest in spirituality. But in terms of upbringing, yeah, like every night my mom would make us do prayers and stuff like that. And then anyway, fast forward, we moved. We still live in, my family still lives in Essex, but my mom kind of starts going, started going to a church in London where it was Congolese church, black church, African church. And yeah, she really is like heavily in that. And we kind of steered away from the whole Catholic thing. So I've always been raised Christian. And the area I come from as well wasn't very diverse. So I wasn't really exposed to other religions, to be honest. Um, only when I moved to London did I see like the impact of like Muslim culture, Muslim culture, Muslim religion, sorry, and all that type of stuff. So that's a bit about my upbringing. So that's very interesting. Um, what was your first spiritual experience or awakening however you want to phrase it with religion um I guess like what you mean is when I first started to think about it independently for myself was definitely when I moved back to Canada on my own when I was 14 or 15 and I didn't have my family with me and I guess yeah I just I started going to church with my cousins and my aunties in Canada and that kind of was a big introduction to more of the word and being surrounded by more people who were talking about religion. But I think even just during that time in itself, I missed my family so much and I just kind of found solace and peace in God. And I just started to like see certain messages, like hear certain messages. I don't know, it sounds crazy, but just, I just started to get that spiritual eye, like the thing they call it, spiritual eye and spiritual ears and started to see things on a different level on a different realm. Um, definitely as well, when I was in uni and I was going through all that fucking depression shit, and I literally wanted to unlive myself, I definitely felt like all I had was God, but that was more than enough because that's what helped me see that situation through, I guess, in my own way. But 
which we'll get into a bit later where we speak about what our spirituality has manifested into now. Yeah, I kind of started to take my own interpretation of what I thought God was and less of like an ideological sense in this actual person and this actual white man who came on earth. And I started to not take it all so literally and started to see it as an entity and as a feeling. And because basically with African culture, they're very literal about the Bible. They're like, yeah, Adam and Eve was a thing. They're like, yeah, Christ genuinely came on earth. Like all these types of things. And this is controversial for me to say this because anyone listening who does believe that, which is fine, but anyone listening who does believe that is going to be like, yeah, those things did happen. But I just basically started to interpret it not so literal. And then that's where my spirituality kind of completely took off from. Mm. What about you? What was your spiritual awakening or what was the moment that you started to think about religion yeah i mean i can't really put it down to like one thing but growing up here i've always had a big fear of death and i feel like that stems from the fact that i don't know what's gonna happen when i die and then obviously as a child like because i'm not being told oh well obviously i was being told but i i wasn't 100 percent sure because i'm being told a lot of different things so i don't have one steady answer of what happens and I guess I just kind of grew up and I never grew out of that. And I just realized a lot of that is down to the fact that I don't have a religion. Like I didn't, or I didn't have anything to follow or look to when it came to all of that stuff. I didn't have any comfort when it came to the thought of death. My first, the first time I started to really think about following my own religion um, was with Christianity. And was actually probably when I met you. I don't know if you remember, but there was actually one time we were on the train, yeah, and we were talking about all this stuff, and you were just telling me, like, Danny, you should pray, and da, da, da. like, you, you were just telling me how much religion had helped you, you know, around the time of, obviously, you being alone at uni and stuff, and, like, I don't know if you remember, this is so embarrassing to say, but, like, I started to, like, my eyes started watering. Yeah, I remember, I was actually going to bring it up. I was crying, but I didn't really understand why, but I just felt so emotional in that moment, because, I do think that yeah. that's an awakening, though, because it's, like, things like religion make you feel like that it's like i was saying earlier the human brain can't comprehend it and you start crying you're like why am i crying i'm not even sad right now but it's just it's a feeling that you can't even explain to human beings in that moment i felt a strong presence like i Mm. feel like that's why my eyes started to water because it was more of an energy thing and the only time i had ever felt like that prior to that moment was when i had gone to church for the first time like when i was younger with my mom i told you about her friends that used to also go it was like just being so overwhelmed with the room and feeling like a strong higher power presence i'd say yeah that was maybe my first touch with another power other than just our physicality here on earth and then obviously you know i've had like little situations here and there in my life that have made me think like wow like god is really on my side because for me it just makes sense and i've been trying to speak more to god in my everyday life and try to build a connection and i feel like the more i do that the more it reflects in my everyday life yeah that's been my awakening and also where i'm at now with religion i wouldn't say i really have a religion now because also I don't practice anything and I don't like to say, oh, I am this. Whereas, you know, other people really are that. And it's like... Yeah, but I don't believe you should compare. And that's a, a strong thing yeah. leading us into the next section when it's just stuff that we like and stuff that we dislike when it comes to religion. And I think for me, the big one is specifically with my experience with African Christianity is that it's based off fear. And I don't believe in if this God is so great and is able to do all these things for me and has all this power, why should I 
like the way it's taught to us, especially as children, is 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 in a sense of like fear, or mm. like used just to discipline your children rather than actually connecting them to their spirituality. So for a long time, actually, I want to say during the pandemic, I literally resented religion and I resented my mom sending me WhatsApp messages every day, which she does and she's a sweetheart and I love her. But she literally said, like I resented all that stuff to do with God because I just started to feel like the the buildup from everything I experienced when I was younger was just starting to impact me in my adult life when it comes to religion. And a lot of it is so toxic. You see the stories all the time in the media about dodgy pastors who are like taking money from people in the church and which is another thing I dislike in churches I don't believe you should be praising or like a lot of African ladies like worship the pastor and if they're just a messenger if they just have this gift of messenger then that should be where it stops Mm. there's a lot of like manipulation in churches and that's why because a lot of Christians will say oh you can't say you're a Christian but you don't go to church you don't practice you have to be amongst people who believe in that same thing um but I don't go to church for this reason I'm not saying I never will of course god willing if I find one that I feel really connects to me then great but I just don't align with churches there's nothing that appeals to me about being around people and them like picking out what I do wrong and like telling me what I should do to be a person if we're all on this same level of sin it literally says in the bible that no sin is like greater than another sin or whatever then I don't see why someone else should come and tell me how I should live their my life you know Mm -hmm. I do believe people have gifts and some people do have good messages for you and all I I I completely agree with that um but yeah I just think a lot of it is really toxic and I think my the way I see religion has really kind of you've seen it Mm. merged into more the combination of like Christianity and manifestation. Cause I believe that they're the same thing, which is really controversial to say, cause people think it's the devil. Yeah. But that's so funny because like even prayers and stuff is some people see that as a form of witchcraft. Like that's when, yeah. you know, like there's, there's a lot of similarities. It's a spell. To, exactly. If we really <laughs> think about it, it is. I know that some people, this is gonna be crazy for some people to hear, but it is, it's true. I'm sorry. I think praying is a spell. I'm going to say it. And that's only controversial because there's negative connotations to what a spell means. It means something of the witch or whatever. But if you think about it, you're calling on a spirit to manifest things in your life. And I don't think prayer is any different to, for example, in manifestation when you say, I will be rich or I want this or Mm. I want, do you know what I mean? It's the same sort of thing. I just believe that you're directing that energy to a specific thing. I think this really reflects us as people as well our views on religion because people like being told what to do they like following something like even when it comes to the government and what we're being told we should follow and whatever else i feel like but people like us we like to question things if we if we get told something we're gonna think why am i being told this why do i have to follow this am i actually comfortable with following this like that's kind of our mentality and i feel like as generations go on people are starting to develop more of that mentality. And I don't know, it kind of makes me question, like, do you think that, you know how we have like traditional Christian values that come from our parents? Do you think one day that's gonna like, or Islam, whatever the religion is, do you think one day that's gonna like die out? No, just cause I think that religion has been here for billions and billions of years. And if we want to get really into it, it was introduced to black people, specifically Christianity was introduced mm. to black people to like, 
literally the white man came to Africa and told us about that stuff just to make us fearful of them and mm. fearful that if they tried to escape from their slave owners, that God would strike them down. Um, just a bit of history. Look it up if you don't believe me. But yeah, we've always had gods. Even before the white man came to Africa, whatever, there was always been like African gods and mm -hmm. deities. And that's been a thing for forever. I think there'll always be a god. Mm -mm. Maybe the next god's going to be fucking our phones. God knows mm -hmm. what. Like in a million, in a hundred, we're well, not going to be here in a million years because global warming. But I don't know. Let's say 1,000 years. I think religion will still definitely be But then be hearing here. you speak about it like that, do you think there is a God? Like what's your, what's so, your, where are you at with religion now? So I believe that there is a God, but the way that I view God isn't like your traditional God, the man with the beard in the sky. I don't visualize that. I visualize the universe. <laughs> And the more you get into manifestation, the manifestation, the more you kind of understand this. And we're going to have a, a whole episode of manifestation. So I don't want to ramble yeah. on too much about mm -hmm. that anyway. But yeah, I see it as an entity, an energy that exists and is is really pr prominent in some people. Because you know, you sometimes you come across some people and you're like, you're not from this world. Mm. It's like the rare, you, so rare to come across people like that. But like there's an energy that certain people have that I think that that God energy lives within them and they're kind of chosen for certain shit. Not to say they're better or more special than anyone. They're just chosen for certain things. So that's the way I view religion now. Mm. Um, do I still read the Bible? I do, because I think there's really great words of encouragement in there. Again, like I said before, I don't think it's meant to be taken literally. I think it's meant to be taken as like, this is a story and there's a moral to the story mm -hmm. to help you with whatever you're going through. That's the way I see it. Um, do I go to church? No. It's just, like I said before, doesn't appeal to me. So I don't even know if I can call myself a Christian anymore in other people's eyes. But to me, I still see myself as a Christian because I do. I just do. But maybe that's going to change in five years and I'll have another name for it. Because um, like I said, I think manifestation and praying in Christianity is very, very similar in my eyes. Mm. But what about you? What would you say you connect to most? Would it be like the Islam side of your life because of your dad or like more the Christian side with your mum? Mm, it's weird. I definitely not Islam like that. I've accepted that a long time ago. Why is that? Just because, um, and this isn't anything to do with Islam specifically because I genuinely feel like this throughout all religions, but I started to realise that Islam is quite misogynistic mm. and like just me as a person I felt like I was restricting so much of me and what I want to do career-wise and just all these different things that align with my life that contradict following that religion I remember one time I was having a conversation with my stepmom um who's also Muslim and has you know children with my dad who they've raised to be Muslim and I was like what would you do if like Rihanna who's my little sister what would you do if she wanted to do like music or something creative she was like I tell her no no that's like bad that's not that's not like what a what a proper muslim woman would do and da -da -da. when you were younger did you wear like a hijab yeah but not because i was ever forced to like my dad i remember my dad bought buying me my first hijab you know the ones that are like pre-wrapped oh yeah, yeah a little pink one like it was so, cute. so it was, cute i was so happy to learn about it but obviously as i got older i started to really understand what, what was going on in that religion and like why they do certain things and the values behind it and don't get me wrong like it's a beautiful religion there's so many parts of my culture that i love like i genuinely love being around it and witnessing it however on a day-to-day -day basis is that what i want i feel like i should follow no then it comes when it comes to christianity like i said i just i don't have enough knowledge on it i feel and i always say like i'm waiting on 
maybe more more things in my life to guide me to that path but I do I do feel like I'm definitely on a path to Christianity however I have been like dibbling and dabbling into more spiritual things that I see like online um I definitely wouldn't call it witchcraft but it's more like manifestation and like affirmations and cleansing and like energies and stuff like that I think for me like even related off that point you're saying that's the most thing that has made me feel like a presence of God the Mm. most definitely like getting um certain things to clear the energy in your house and even like physical things like having food cleanses and health stuff like more connected to things that I'm actually doing in my life Mm -hmm. because I think you might agree that Christianity sometimes specifically like African Christianity sometimes it feels very like we're just gonna pray and sit here and cross our arms Mm. and just God does all we just sit here and I'm more of like a practical person I like to Mm -hmm. get down and be like okay no what can I actually do here and that's the thing I love so much about manifestation. I wish there was a name for that, like yeah. religion, but there's there's not. Like, it's just a belief, isn't yeah. it? I don't know if you'd even call it. Sometimes yeah. I just think as well, like, religion was play. When I think too deep about it, this is what always makes me not, not like, say I'm this or I'm that. Because when I think about it, I feel like religion was put on this earth to cause war. Like, the war that is caused by what people believe and what this and what that and the division that it makes. Religion is a billion dollar industry. Do you like, know what They I mean? make one of the most, one of the industries that make the most money and that's a bit. Uh, and you know what's mad, me. yeah? People do, don't do a lot of things because they fear jail. Like they fear going to jail. I feel like if there wasn't religion, people would be like, it would be next level havoc. So in my head, I feel like religion was really just set up for, for civilization. Mm, to you exist know? for order i mean yeah, it was in some places i think it was i okay my my view is that it wasn't created for that but spirituality exists and god is very very real in my opinion mm. but it was manipulated and used to control the masses and mm. i don't like where it is today and i think it's it's more that to manipulate and control the masses specifically like you mentioned earlier women mm. all these rules are guided towards women like yes there are rules that men should follow specifically i want to say yeah in islam as well sometimes i'm on tiktok and i'll come across like a video of a girl like a hijab a girl wearing a hijab and she's like beautiful she's like doing makeup or something like that and i'll just look at the comments because you know you just go on a tiktok video and you just look at you go straight Mm -hmm. to the comments and it's just all this like men who obviously also follow islam just slating and berating and being like oh my god a bit of your hair is showing or oh you shouldn't even be wearing all that makeup like uh make they i always see may god guide you or but what is that I'm about like, like do they get wait. do they get do they get heaven points for doing that i'm like I don't wait get are you like aren't you meant to not judge do you know what i mean specifically i don't know emil morgan on tiktok he's oh, this <laughs> i love him every time tiffany oh says me this yesterday guy in Shoreditch, guess who i saw who gaday God, I feel no. like in Shoreditch yesterday. Oh my God, I was in such a bad mood that day. I couldn't even react, racing, but my heart bro. was racing. God, I feel like I love him. <laughs> anyway, um, Emil Morgan on TikTok. He's like a gay um, uh, UK TikToker, whatever. He's Jamaican, so he's always like dancing to um, Bashment and all that type of stuff. And basically he got in a huge situation because I think a bunch of like people who follow Islam were commenting on his videos saying, Astaghfirullah and like may god guide you and 
hope you see the light one day and all this stuff because obviously he's gay and he just responded to a comment like bruh like can you stop saying all that stuff a lot stuff a lot stuff like he just basically made up a word for it he couldn't actually say stuff a lot so he said another word that was similar to it which wasn't cool to say Mm. but that was a whole thing. Everyone was like, you disrespected our religion. That's so disrespectful. But there, like, were, but there was a lot of people, I feel, winding him up in the comments before no, he got I, to that point. I peeped it before it yeah. even happened. I was like, why does he always get these comments that say, may God guide you? He yeah. literally gets a million comments a day saying that. It's so and I think, shady. Why come and judge him? He doesn't even follow like your religion. Start telling him what he should do with his life. Let's get into that. Why like, you as a man, As a man, yeah. As a Muslim man like you are, a lot of you guys, why are you on a gay man's TikTok watching his live? If you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. I'm sorry. Most of his viewers are like Muslim men, which is weird. That's so weird. Because it's like, if that doesn't concern, if that doesn't align with your beliefs, which is fine, I believe in freedom of speech. You don't agree with it. That's your thing. But why do you have to berate the person and why do you have to stalk them and be on their shit and comment on their shit? Like, just go about your life. Like, block him if that's something that you, that doesn't align with your life and your religion, your, your beliefs, you know? So yeah, I think that a lot of, a lot of religions are just so misogynistic. You know, there's been the the forever debate about why do men not wear hijabs? And, Mm -hmm. you know, what do you think about that? Yeah, like I said, I feel like it reflects in all religions. Definitely Islam. It, it's one that I feel like with that one you can't really budge like every, the majority have you know how with Christianity everyone has their own interpretations or you don't really get that in Islam I've noticed Um, yeah it's really straightforward and yeah with Christianity I think I've mentioned in previous episodes like if you really delve into it like even the the bride being given away by the dad and like their whole outlook on virginity and just how how much pressure is placed is placed on a woman just the expectations for women and the stories in the like bible like saving your virginity yeah. till marriage yeah 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 and just stuff. you know it's so weird i feel like the bible kind of contradicts itself a little bit though oh it does in so many points that's why it's interpretation in my opinion it should be though i don't get how someone can be a strict it's literal to to people though you can't you can't take the bible in word for word because i'm sorry it contradicts itself so much like Jocelyn once said, Jocelyn Fernandez, what did she say? She was like, a lot of Jesus's people were prostitutes, this, they were yeah, that, they were yeah. like thieves. And th- those are the people that were helping him, you know? So that's why like those people that were allegedly sinners and the ones being judged and whatever were actually the ones that, you know, ended up going off to heaven, whatever else, because they mm. were the ones that were helping. That's why I feel like, uh, yeah, I don't, Do I don't know. hell? I'd like to. Well, like certain people need to definitely fucking a lot of people there. certain <laughs> man seats just there ready certain man i'll pay for your ticket there i swear <laughs> to god so what do you think about the devil we haven't even delved into that just before we move on uh yeah the devil is real i used the to be terrified when i was younger of the whole idea of the devil i used to imagine like a naked red man yeah yeah, yeah. with like a tail like literally do you know what out. used to scare me as well did you ever used to watch south park no oh i did watch south park but oh my gosh their whole <laughs> hell was like in every single episode it was like a comedic thing in all their episodes and it just made me so scared of it but yeah sorry go on anyone um, yeah. that's listening can relate if you I watch don't know. South Park. i believe in evil just the same way like there's good energy and good spirits mm. there's definitely bad and definitely but again i don't think i know if i Bro, picture a man it's mad like there's so much bad in this world that that's what's making me have to believe in the good yeah like, for sure but no the devil isn't something i really fear now but when i was younger it was 
bad. I was absolutely terrified. I was terrified to be in the dark because I just felt like, oh, it's gonna come sit on my bed. Like the way that my mum used to explain it to me, low-key traumatized me still. But anyway, yeah. so let's think about the future now. So in terms of religion, what do you think you're gonna teach to your kids if you can just make... Okay, I can't answer that because like I said, I don't have one straightforward religion. Um, definitely also depends on what religion my husband is, but I'm definitely gonna educate them. Like that's gonna be my main thing. I'm n- I'd never want my kids to feel like I'm forcing anything on them because even if you do that to your kids, yeah, the likeliness of them ending up like following that because they want to follow they it. They just end up resenting it. Yeah, and it's ingenuine. Like even when they do end up going to church, like they don't want to be there carrying that negative energy and linking it to religion. They're gonna have a negative mindset their whole life as an adult when it comes to religion they're just going to do it because it's something that they've always been told to do not because it's something they want to do so i'm just going to be lenient but also informative i want them to understand what religion is i never want to just like leave them to go off into the world and then Mm. experience it like that even though that is what's going to happen they definitely are going to have some sort of upbringing and background for sure i just don't know what just yet i do want my kids to have like that curious nature to want to explore different beliefs and I want to give them that freedom to do that I would hope that they would believe in the similar thing to me but if they don't yeah. like that's okay like I'm not gonna you know berate them about about do you it, feel like you're gonna give them like a religious upbringing um I'll definitely 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 train them to have like a daily spiritual routine because mm-hmm. I have a weekly spiritual routine there's certain things that I do weekly to make myself feel spiritually aligned and if I don't do it I'm fucked I'm mm. in like the worst mood like I'm in like terrible energy like, and it it's reeks off me you can you know it's really obvious when I'm in a bad like place so yeah definitely would teach them like a spiritual routine little things like writing down our weekly goals that might not seem like a spiritual routine but that's literally writing down what you want to happen that week mm-hmm. and I believe strongly in that at the end of the month every month having a review of the month and like review of what you thought about the month and what you want for the next upcoming month stretching stretching is so underrated in terms of spirituality that shit makes you connect to spirituality so much like different stuff that's more like practical um i don't i don't know if i'd bring them to a church because again i don't like churches but we'll see also just quickly i keep remembering things to also mention but would you, you, so you don't care what what your husband believes in, you'll, you'll get it with him regardless. So if your guy is like atheist, you'd still be with him. If he was Muslim, you'd still be with him. What? what? Yeah, Um. obviously <clears throat> it would really depend. Uh, atheism, whatever he is, it's not gonna reflect what I do. I feel like whatever I do is because it's gonna be what I want to do. And if he's okay with that, then I'm okay with that. But the conflict might come in with when you guys have children. It is an important yeah, factor. Yeah, for sure. And that's obviously something that I would discuss. But even with my religion, like if my husband comes into my life and and starts steering me down one like path or one following that he thinks like, you know, I should get into, like I'm open to getting into it. But like I said, I, I don't have one steady answer just yet. What about you? Um... Yeah, I think it definitely does matter because some people feel str- stronger about their religion than other do than others do. Like for example, I know with Islam, like if you marry someone who's like Muslim, usually they want you to convert. Um, if you're like not Muslim already, so that's a big thing because I don't think I'd be open to doing that. Not even just specifically for Islam, but any religion. But what I don't if they didn't want to do that, but they were still Muslim? Would you mind? Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't mind at all. I I wouldn't mind what their beliefs are but i would i'm not gonna lie ideally i would love to have someone that practices 
like manifestation and believes in a similar thing to me. I don't know. Like I always say, I feel like what I believe in is a very specific and unique case. And it's like a modification of Christianity. But yeah, I would love to meet someone who has the same beliefs as me. I think it's just easier. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, guys, let us know what you guys' upbringing has been, what your experiences has been with religion, what you guys think about what we spoke about. I'm sure we maybe we can do like something on stories that's like a Q&A box and we share our different yeah. people's opinions on this. Let us know your religious experiences. What was your introduction to religion? I feel like there might be some really interesting stories out there and we really want to hear yeah, them. Yeah, because so. I know that sometimes there's a really dark side where people are like forced to believe mm. stuff and it can they have to literally move away from home. Like, yeah. you know, I think there's really extreme cases and we'd love to hear about your experience. So yeah, guys, make sure to send us your stories at Girl Meets Girl Podcast. Now it's time for... GMG courtroom. Okay, guys. So as usual, you guys sent in your dilemmas. Um, make sure to always send us dilemmas because we just love them and we want to answer all of them on our episodes as much as possible at Girl Meets Girl Podcast on Instagram. Anyway, today's dilemma is: Am I the drama? I genuinely like this new guy, but I still have sexual thoughts about my past link. So, Dana, what is your testimony in this case? When you say past link, okay. I don't think that's that mad, personally. I think it really depends, because you said new guy as well. If it's a new situation and you've just come out of another one, I'm not surprised that you might still be having thoughts about your past link. It's important that you don't reflect that in your situation now because it's a bit unfair to like kind of juggle about two situations, especially if you know one didn't work out for a reason. Like give this person a new chance. They're a new person. Give them the fresh start. If it's a thing where sexually this person just isn't delivering the same way that the other person was, that can be a bit of a sticky one. Yeah, my testimony in this case is that it doesn't even matter if it's, if it's, I mean, okay, it does kind of matter. But I don't think it's that deep if you've even been talking to the guy for a long time. I don't think it matters that the guy is even a new link because I think that everyone has sexual flashbacks. Like that just happens. Sometimes I think about when I was fucking 16 and some white boy in Essex was fingering me. I just think about it. I'm like, oh God, that oh fucking my happened. God. You know really? I mean? I'm just like, oh God, that fucking <laughs> happened, didn't it? You just remember. It's not even like you're like, oh damn, I really want that back. You're just like, oh shit, yeah, that fucking happened, didn't it? Yeah. And I don't even think it matters what terms you left your old thing on either. Because that doesn't mean you like them or that they're a great person. They can still be an awful person, but you're still thinking about sometimes, oh yeah. Yeah, no, that's what I remember. I remember that one time that he laid it down on me and yeah, like that just be that's yeah. just normal. I don't think I don't think you should feel guilty at all. I think it's normal. I think more people do it than they admit to. Yeah, definitely. It's definitely normal, but I just feel like um depending on what you want with this person. I'm an advocate for honesty. I'm not saying go to this guy and tell him. She doesn't have to tell him. No, she doesn't have to tell him. That's not what I'm saying. But if there are things that you feel like is leading you to thinking about your past link, like things that he's not doing or things that, you know, you feel like you miss, but you don't 
specifically want to go back to that old situation and it can, can communicate you to can your communicate new link communicate to your new you, your new person and say that to them i'm and very say, big on that. yeah definitely say some things that you would want but don't be like oh yeah my old thing used oh, to no, do that no, no, just no. like You're setting yourself way, up by doing that word it in a way that's like oh i usually like this by the way or i usually like this by the way if you know what i mean i think that's the best yeah. way to kind of word it um also as long as you don't also go back to your old link that would be girls sometimes we do be we do be doing that we do be doing that so as long as you don't take it a step too far get drunk call your old link fuck him you're fucked with this new guy so is she guilty or innocent on this case i think she's innocent and also also open up your options like from the lingo that you're using i just know that it's, it's it's very early stages with this guy and i don't from how you've said you've described this past situation it's it wasn't that serious either so like don't be afraid to really get out there as well and date and experience more people. And yeah, because I feel like the more you do that as well, it's going to be harder to start thinking about the past because you're constantly going to be looking forward to new things and new people and new experiences. So yeah. I don't know if I agree with that advice. Why? <laughs> I think that's terrible advice. Why is that? You're telling her to get with bare people to forget about her old thing. No, no, no. This is what will stop her from going to her old guy. Like why, why continue seeing that person and then constantly think about your old guy till you eventually go back to your old guy. I think you just guy. need to get this new guy to level up his dick game or whatever it is that he's doing because if the dick was really that good, you wouldn't even be thinking about the old guy. That's my opinion. So now you're telling her to go and level up her dick just a second ago. You <laughs> no, I'm telling the new guy, yeah. level up your dick. Okay. Keep her thinking about you. So he, she has more flashbacks about the, the new guy yeah. than the old guy. Anyway, we both think that you're innocent, but don't forget to send in your dilemmas to our Instagram for the next episode. Yes. Now, now, over to Pop Goes the Culture. Hi, guys. Welcome back to Pop Goes the Culture, where we talk about all things popping in the culture. This week, we're talking about comedy, specifically Ricky Gervais. So he recently had a comedy special on Netflix called Supernature. And of course there's been some controversy behind it because a lot of people are offended by the jokes he made. Um, so there was a lot of a lot of different offensive jokes ra- ranging from race to religion to sexuality. For example, he mentions a lot about women not being women if they still have a penis and the fact that, you know, men shouldn't be using women's toilets if they still have a penis, even if they identify as a woman. And just alluding jokes to those sorts of topics. What do you think about that? I feel like comedy in general is not a dying art because I think that we're in a phase right now in society with this whole cancellation stuff and this hyper offended stuff. I don't think it's going to last forever, but I think that comedy is definitely under fire right now and I don't agree with it, to be honest. I don't think that... Because the whole point is the trans community are really upset by these comments, which is understandable. But their whole thing is like, stop using trans people as the butt of the joke, which I get. However, I would get if that was the whole special. But as you mentioned previously, he made fun of old people. He made fun of uh, people of color. Like he came for everyone. He came. He made. He, he came, even made jokes about like pedophilia. Yeah, like, like so yeah. many things. And so I think that's the point of comedy. It's like looking at all aspects of life and finding the humor in it. And that doesn't necessarily mean that those are his actual views. 
And a lot of people just take stuff so like literally and they're not able to just see the light of any situation. A similar situation happened a few weeks ago with David Chappelle. Um, Not David David Chappelle, Dave Chappelle, sorry. Um, And he got like a bunch of events canceled and that was on a much bigger scale. But I don't know. Yeah, I just don't know if I agree with it because I think comedy has always existed to make fun of the things that we probably shouldn't be laughing at just Mm. to lighten the, the mood a little bit, mm. just because things have been so serious. We've been going through so much stuff as a society the past 10 years, I want to say. And I, I guess people were saying, people's point also, a lot of the trans community I did see on Twitter was saying, we shouldn't be made the butt of the joke when the people who are most likely to die in humanity is trans people. Like mm. their death, their morality age is like super low. It's something crazy mm. like 30 something is their average lifetime Mm-mm-mm. that they live. So it's like, let's focus on the issues and let's fix it rather than, making fun of us and i also get that but yeah i think there's not a straight answer to this one what do you think um before i get into that did you think it was funny as well oh, i watched the special and i thought it was fucking hilarious but i think that ricky gervais is hilarious like he's one of yeah. my favorite comedians so with me i talk about what you want as long as it's funny personally when I was listening to his special, there were times I was literally like laughing so mm. much. And then times I was dead silent. Not because I'm offended or obviously I, c- I can gather, you know, some things he said were wild. But whether I laugh or not is not because I'm offended. It's more so sometimes I just feel like certain jokes aren't funny. Like that, his whole segment with the pedophilia, um, I didn't laugh at that. Not because I'm like, oh my God, how could he say that? I just didn't find that segment funny. I feel like he could have been funnier in that in that um sense then when it came when it came to the trans stuff um i did think the way he worded it was funny but i'm just yeah like the way the way i am we need a bit of light in this world especially with the dark times that we have and i understand exactly exactly like how you put you put it so well with the whole like they shouldn't be the butt of the joke but at the same time i do feel like he covered a lot of different subjects so i don't feel like that really should apply if we're constantly like being reminded of all the bad things and not being able to have free speech and I just it scares me to think of a world without free speech and comedy and because mm. for me that's like my comfort I'll stick on family guy and family guy has like the worst jokes and I can't imagine if I if one day I just couldn't do that anymore yeah I think also what you said the fact that you didn't find it funny comedy is subjective yeah it's, a, it's there were a lot of part, there were a lot of parts I did find funny yeah, yeah even if you did or didn't it's subjective so there's so many parts that maybe you found funny that I didn't find funny. It's just com- like comedy is just one of those things. Yeah. He's not going to hit the nail on every joke for everyone. That's impossible. Um, but yeah, I think that's the whole, it's comedy. It's comedy. It's not meant to be taken seriously. And I think every time we have a special now, someone's being cancelled for it. I low-key mm. think they're low-key doing it as like a marketing tool now because it gets mm. us talking about their specials. It gets us people watching because they're mm. angry and they want to watch and see what has he said now, you know? Mm. Um so yeah, I don't think, cause I'm not a part of the trans community. I don't think I even have a right whether or not to say it's right or wrong or allowed or not. I'm just simply sharing my thoughts in terms of in society, the one thing that we've always had is laughter. To be able to reflect on just how mm. society is and make a joke of it. It's a larger than life thing. It's not meant to be literal. So do you think there's limits when it comes to comedy or not? With what people can say? No. Really? I don't think so. So you could hear something and genuinely not take offense to it. Uh, I'm a human being, so I could definitely take offense. And I, that's why I understand why people are offended. Because offense is like a normal thing that human beings so feel. But I'm not going to say like, oh, he shouldn't have said that. I'm offended maybe because, oh, that's touchy for me. Mm. 
It's down to That's the person. True. It's down Offen- to the individual and their experiences. How someone, yeah, offense. Be, taking offense to something is also it's not a universal thing what one person might find offensive another person might there's some not, trans people you know? who find we it hilarious police, yeah, we can't we, even it's even wrong for us to group and say all trans people are upset yeah because they're, they're not it's they're individual not, not all of them yeah and we can't police what someone what someone's boundaries are with comedy because you know what one person might find funny another person might not what one person finds offensive yeah. so it's techie man and i personally hope that even though I'm not the biggest fan of stand-up comedy, a lot of people around me are, and I see how happy it makes them. And I I, I, I love stand-up comedy culture, mm. especially watching the old ones from back in the day. Like, those were fucking hilarious, but... I'd love to go to a stand-up show one day. I've never been, yeah, and I, I literally love stand-up comedy. I watch all the specials on Netflix. I love the specials on Netflix as well. Like, shout-out comedians. Cause yeah, I it's really, hard. It's hard, especially nowadays. This is, this is the peak cancel culture days, like... Anyone doing comedy right now, you've got to we be might really... Be, we might get cancelled for saying this. Exactly. Literally, everyone, everyone gets cancelled these days and it's really hard to be a comedian in today's climate. But the smart ones, it's the best time mm. because they know how to like maneuver and operate sure. it. And yeah, that's kind of my opinion on that. So that concludes our episode on religion. We hope Thanks you guys so enjoyed it. Tell us your thoughts, please, at Girl Meets Girl Podcast, all social media platforms. And yeah, we can't wait to see you guys next week. Ta-ta. Bye. Make sure to follow us on all our social media pages at Girl Meets Girl Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Don't forget to rate our show and leave us a review. It really, really helps and we appreciate all your support. TTYL.